0: Hello guys and welcome back. In today's video, we're going to be talking about the rarity scale. Um, Number one, how it can humble you. Number two, how it can make you strive for more. Um, And number three, it kind of gives you a barometer of where you are in life. gives you kind of self-awareness, which is one of the most key components that you can have when you're trying to become, like I said, an outlier male before, when you're trying to reach the top. And, um, you know, it's very dangerous in the early stages, as I'll explain in a minute, because you kind of think that you're doing well, you think you're at a certain level and then you meet somebody who is at that certain level or above. And it's quite humbling. It's similar to the four exposures video that I made before. That's, um, it's very similar. It's very important that you look at that. I might link that at the end, but in terms of, um, social rarity or the, um, the rarity scale. Let's get started. So number one, I just said it is social rarity. Um, I'll go through them all and then I'll explain what they are. So you've got social rarity, you've got local rarity, you've got regional rarity, national rarity, global rarity, and then generational rarity. And I've put this together myself. This isn't something that actually exists in case you were thinking it was. Um, But let's explain them. So... They all apply to anything. You can put anything into this six. This group of six, you can apply it to anything in life: success, women, assets, body, whatever it might be, intelligence. It, you know, the the list is endless. Okay, assets, whatever it might be. Um, so, starting with social rarities, that's within your social group. So there might be there might be six guys that you kind of hang around with all the time. You all went to school together. You're still friends today if you've got the best stuff out of all of them, or you're in the best shape out of all of them, you know, that's just social rarity. So you might just be the only one who's not fat in the group, but everybody thinks you're in great shape, you know. They want to look like you. They want to get in your kind of shape, which is great. You know, you're being a beacon for them, and, you know, they're trying to get better, which is fantastic for both people. But it gives you a... um, It does give you a... A, let's say a skewed view of the world, and you know the world around you, of what sort of level you're at. You think you're better than what you are, because, um, like I said, you could have a dad bod, but they're all obese, so they think that you're perfect. They think you're in great shape. I had that a lot when I was younger, where people thought you had a fantastic body, but then when you get out to the world, and Instagram's brilliant for this. I think that's one of the only good things about Instagram is being able to see what level other people are at. And it, you shouldn't compare. You shouldn't judge yourself. But it's just nice to have that barometer so you don't become a big fish in a small pond because I think that's so dangerous. And social rarity is just among your social groups. So, you know, it might be like, oh, my friend's the fastest guy I've ever met. Nobody could beat him in a race. He's so fast. But then once you get to like a even a regional level, that guy is two, three seconds off the top guys. And uh, it applies to everything. But we'll go through it all at the end of like how we can apply it to the six different categories that would be quite fun but the second one is local rarity so that's just basically in your area where you live maybe your school um maybe your college maybe your university that's uh, university is different because you do have some top level people at universities but if, if you just dropped a pin on google google maps you know and you just drew a three to five kilometer circle that would be local rarity So, that would be somebody who would be rare on that tiny, tiny little scale. You know, it's very much people who live in towns. So, you live in a town with a population of, let's say, 40, 45,000. I think that would probably be fair to say. So, a town with like 40, 45,000 people, which is somewhere where I grew up. Um... You know, and you think you're the best in that whole area. You think you're the best looking guy. You think you're the fastest, the strongest. You know, I can bench press 100 kg eight times. It's like there's some guy who's, you know, let's say you were 18 at the time. There's some guy who's like 14 years old who's doing 140 who lives in Moscow in Russia. And um, that's the problem with local. I, I, I think social rarity is dangerous, but you can pretty much figure out that's just your social group. That kind of gives you an ego. But I think local rarity gives you, like I said, a skewed view of the world where you just think, okay, I'm at the top, I'm great, this will be, it'll be the same everywhere I go, you know, I'm the best in my school, I'm the best in my area. It's just not the same when you get traveling and you, you might be, you might be in a place like, you might be in a place like Jamaica, Kingston um, or Kingston, Jamaica, where there are seven or eight future world champions or somewhere like Dagestan, Russia, where Like you got Khabib, you got got some of their names are incredible, but you've got at least six or seven guys that could be world champion or UFC champion. Then that's different. But that's such an exception to the rule that in most areas you will have, you will have, let's say, the average barometer, the average level actually being below average of most other places. I don't know if that makes sense. I guess average is average across the board. How else could I explain this? let's say let's go personal so the level that you think that you're on if you think that's the top that's okay yeah so if you think you're the top on your local level like in your area that's usually average on a global scale and that's what throws people off because they think they're so great you know that's the guys who they go out on a night out and they think they're the toughest guy in the world and then you know they grew up in a small town then they go somewhere like Boston and they just get the shit kicked out of them and it's It's just more people it's just more competition it's dangerous, and the next one is regional and regional we start we're starting to get a little bit serious here so on a regional level, you know that's let's say if you were training to be in the Olympics or something or a boxer or something like that, if you were the regional champ. You know, you've got something, especially with something like a hundred meter race. If you're the best, let's say in the UK in a regional sense or in the America, and I guess you do it state by state. So Americans, your state is our regional. That's what I'd say. So use that as a barometer. Um, but on a regional sense, you know, you could be top eight, top 20 in the UK based on that, which is amazing. Um, yeah, maybe top top 20 to top 50 in the UK based on that I think that's probably around about that level um, and that would just be something like 100 meter you know and then you've got because we're so small but then you've got somewhere in America where it would be you'd be top 1,000 top 2,000 you know which again is, is very very good like we're talking somebody who's very elite but still not at that top level. But if somebody has a lot of confidence at that level and believes they're the best, then, you know, so they should do. Because that's that's a fantastic level to be at. And I think that's definitely a, a level to strive after. And when I go through it at the end, based on different criteria, so like money, women, assets, etc., you'll really get it, guys. But I thought I'd explain them first. So the next one is national. Um, and national is obviously the whole of the U.S., the whole of the U.K., whole of Australia, etc., It's when you're one of the best, so let's say top 10 or top 5 on a global scale. Uh, Sorry, on a national scale. So, you know, out of the whole of the population of the UK, 66 million people, you might be the top 10 strongest guys. You know, that is top, top elite level now. You know, we're talking somebody somebody who's really going to make a dent or make a career out of something. Now, the next one, as I said, was global. Now, obviously global is somebody who is the best in the world, you know, one of the best in the world at what they do um, or in terms of, let's say, looks or uh, in terms of wealth or whatever, you know, that would be somebody right now who's making a lot of money but isn't necessarily, like something like Richard Branson, you know, that's global level success or wealth, you know, he's really up there, might not be the best, he's not, and you'll see on the next one why, you know, I've said he's not quite the best, but that's a very, very high level. Um, And the next one is generational. So that's when you're one that comes along every 10 years. So like a Jeff Bezos, that's why Richard Branson was knocked down there on my list. You know, like a LeBron James, um, LeBron James, Michael Jordan, they're generational talents. You know, they come along once every 10, 15, 20 years. You know, you could say Kobe was pretty close to Jordan, so... You know, you could say that, you know, Jordan was elite, he was above that. But again, it's generational because there's been players that are pretty close that are similar. So I think once you get to that kind of level, it's a generational talent that, you know, or generational wealth or generational intelligence like uh, Elon Musk or something like that or a, or a Da Vinci or Einstein, you know, it just comes along once every 10, 15, 20 years, something like that, 50 years. Um, but now to explain them all, so if we were to break down the rarity scale, like I says, to humble you and to show you where you need to get to and just give you that self-awareness in life so that you can say, okay, I'm realistic. You know, I can be ambitious, but I'm realistic about where I currently am and where I want to be or where I need to be or what I need to do to get to that next level. I think it's so important to do that. So obviously the first one, let's go with women. I think women's a really fun one. So in terms of social rarity for women that would be your average social group on the street let's say you've got 10 people that are all friends and men and women they all group together the girl who's got social rarity would probably be like a five and it, here's the thing right a lot of people think that a five is really ugly when you actually see a real 10 and then you work your way backwards a five is is pretty do you know what i mean it's, it's quite up there like most guys would see a five and be like wow she, she's nice it's just we give so many people the ten statement i remember when i was coming back from i was coming back from a night out with my friends about 6 7 years ago and uh, they were taught, i just got back from paris yeah not toronto i just got back from paris and i'd just seen obviously fashion week from that story that i told you guys the other day there was a lot of the models there and we were talking about one of my friend's girlfriends. And I I can't remember how we got onto it. I think we were just talking about women in general. But I remember saying that she's probably like a 6 out of 10. And they all went crazy. They were like, she's a 10 out of 10. She's unbelievable. Might be an 11. And number one, I was shocked because that's their friend's you know, girlfriend, which is weird. But number two, I was shocked because she's like to this day, like I look back, I'm like, she's probably more like a four or a five and that's nothing against her. But at the time when I had lower standards, I thought she was like a six and they thought she was a 10. And you just think if she's a 10 and she's not, she's basically average, how high would you rank an actual 10? Would they be a 700 or would they be a 10 too? Cause that's just too much. So I think on a social level, the average woman in average social group that would be the pretty one in the group would be like a five. And that would be social rarity that among your group of friends, you stand out a little bit more. Now, on a local level, so if, you know, wherever you live, like I said, draw like a one mile ring around your area, whatever, maybe two, three miles, a couple of kilometers, just stroll around and, you know, you find... 30 women 40 50 women you come across in a day you know the one that stands out in that group the one that you think wow i'll remember her for like the next two three days or a week or whatever she was so pretty that is local rarity so it's probably like a six out of ten like i said if you work your way back from a ten a six is pretty pretty unbelievable so she's probably like a six out of ten something that will make you you know remember um on a regional level you know now we're getting to a much broader area we're getting to like a whole state like the whole state of let's say the whole state of like texas or the whole area of like the southwest in the uk or the whole of the midlands in the uk or the whole of manchester in the uk you know that would be a very rare woman that would be somebody who's like a seven or an eight you know pushing around about that limit um you know, the average woman around those areas that you'd be like, wow, that's, you know, you can find a lot of them is what I'm saying, like a seven or an eight that really catches your attention on that kind of regional scale where, you know, you, you think to yourself that I'm not going to see a woman like that for another three to four months. You know, that's, that's what I think it is anyway. Um, And then you've got national rarity and national rarity, you know, is, In terms of women, you know, those women that are the models, the celebrities, the, you know, the poster girls that are up on guys' walls and stuff. And that is, you know, that's top, top level. We're talking about, we're definitely talking about nines there. Um, You know, they're very, very high up. And then occasionally, as we'll jump to the next level, we're talking about global. That's when we're talking about tens. So you have to be a ten to be on the global level. Now, it doesn't say that in your, that doesn't say, right, that in your social group, you don't have a ten. You could have a girl who in your social group is a 10, who in your local area is a 10, regional is a 10, national is a 10, global is a 10, and then you know she's just a 10 overall, right? So it doesn't mean that, but I'm just saying on average, that's what it means. So once you get to global scale, that's when you find those 10s. National is usually like a nine, you know. and you work your way back. Um, it's Like I said, it's global rarity. That's what I'm talking about. It's like on the global scale, that's re- you're really rare on a global scale. You're really rare on a national scale. You know if you went around the whole of somewhere like Latvia, you probably wouldn't find as many beautiful women as you would in the whole rest of the world. So it, it just makes sense. And then obviously generational. It's like that one or those one or two women that just stay in people's minds for like twenty, thirty, forty years. That just you, you know what I mean. The the guy, the women that your mo, that your dad still speaks about. Who says, oh, she was the most beautiful woman in my time. You know, those ones that lasted generations. Um, so now let's do. Let's do wealth so on a wealth scale, social would be something like having five thousand in your bank account, and then we step it up to a local level. I'd say that's something to be like ten to fifteen thousand in your bank account um regional, I think now we're getting up to like the fifties. I think if a whole area you have fifty thousand you know if in your state, if you're the only well, let's take Arizona if you're in Arizona and you've got fifty thousand in your bank account you're probably pretty rare, you know, there's no disrespect, but I think they would be the same for most places, you know, especially let's say somewhere in the UK, like where I grew up, like Gloucestershire, if you've got 50,000 in your bank account, you are very, very rare, because um, most people who have that would buy a house, but if you actually have that spare, that makes you very, very rare on a regional scale. Um, now, national, I think on a national scale, I think you'd have to, in order to be rare, I think in the UK you'd have to have something like six figures plus. I think 000, a hundred thousand to quarter of a million, or anything at a hundred thousand up to about a million. I think that would make you really, really rare. I, I, I truly don't believe most people have got a hundred grand just sat in their bank account lying around ready to use. I think it would be maybe for a deposit on a house or something. I, th- I think a hundred grand actually saved is very, very tough. It's like Charlie Munger says, the who's um, Warren Buffett's mentor. He's a big-time investor. And he said in order to get rich, you know, the millions, the billions that come afterwards, they're quite easy to get. It's the first 100,000 that is the son of a bitch. And that's why I don't think most people have it. Because I think if most people had 100 grand, that we'd see a lot more millionaires. And I just don't think people have got to that level. Um, now, global rarity, obviously I think that's anybody who's got a million plus in their bank account. And I, I'll tell you why that's rare. Because a million net worth isn't i don't think that hard to achieve but actually having a million that you can put your hands on that's actually in your bank account i think that's hugely rare to see on a even on a global scale i think very few people in the world have that and seeing the seeing that the average wage in the uk is about twenty two thousands, and seeing that the average person earns about 1.2 million in their lifetime after tax i think that having a million actually in your bank account is globally rare. I think that's that's a very rare trait to have. Um, even some doctors, you know, people who are earning six figures a year, they might not even have that in their bank account because they'll spend it on assets after tax. You know, that's still going to take them like 15, 20 years to save up. And, you know, that's... And that's if most of them had a decent life as well, like an okay life and wasn't like a lavish spender. So I, that's why I think it's very rare to do. Generational is like it in any era you could be rich. So like if you took the um the Rockefellers and you brought them forward to like a hundred, two hundred years, you know, they're still top of the pile. So that's why that's where that sits. Now in terms of body This will be the last one I do, because or maybe I'll do do two more. Okay, I'll fly through the next two. So on a rarity scale in terms of social, let's say if it's your body, like I said, you might have a dad bod. um, And all your friends are obese, so you look fantastic. And then on a local scale, that might be somebody who looks good with clothes on, but when they take their top off. You know, they got kind of like a dad bod with a bit more muscle. You know, where they lift weights, but they're also fat. So with clothes on, they look good. With clothes off, they just look kind of chubby. Maybe they've got a big upper body and weak legs. You know, I'd say that was kind of a local rarity. That You, you see a lot of guys like that that are kind of puffy. They lift weights, but they're puffy. Like too many protein shakes, but they're not really in fantastic shape. Um, and then you've got the regional rarity, which I think at that point, if you're regionally rare, I think you've probably moved into the area of you've got muscle and your body fat's probably below 15%. I think if you're sitting at like 14% body fat and you've got decent muscle, you're probably rare on a regional scale. Looking at how obese and overweight people are now, I think you're doing pretty well at that level. Um, And then there's national rarity where, you know, you're probably at like 8% body fat with a very, very decent or 10% body fat with a very decent amount of muscle. You know, you're probably looking like you will probably you could probably pass as like a fitness model you're probably an instagram model or something like that you know you can definitely get business off your body at that point um and then on a global level that is somebody like sam asgari or an arnold schwarzenegger in his prime you know somebody who's made a giant career out of it's hugely successful who when they walk down the street people are like jesus christ like that must have taken 10 years to get that body that must have taken so long to get that shape And then generational, again, that's Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know. Look at the shape he got into. That's when you're dedicating your entire life just to fitness, like a Ronnie Coleman. Um, That's when you've just dedicated your entire being to one thing. That's what usually happens with generational and global rarity. So it gets you to that level. Um, The next one, I think we'll do something like assets. Let's say a house. So social rarity, the fact you just have a house. I think that would be social rarity, the fact that you just have a house and a mortgage. And then I think... um, local rarity would be a house that was probably over like 300,000 or maybe you've got a cheaper house like 200,000 but you've paid it all off um the next one regional rarity I think that's when you get up to about half a million I think anybody who's half a million and above I think that's and that's UK so America like six seven hundred thousand I think at that point you're doing you're doing very well for yourself you know in a regional level you've you're standing out um on a national scale I'd say that's when your house is valued over a million, you know, or you've got a million pound house and it's completely paid off. I think at that level, I think on a national scale, most people would say, wow, like he's he's balling out like that. I I don't know many people that have got a house that's valued over a million. I've got to be honest. I think you probably count like 10, 15 people, 20 people that have probably got a house like that. So I think that's nationally rare. And then globally rare on an asset like that, I think that would have to be, I think that would have to be something like, let's say if national is like one to five or one to three, I think anything 3 million and above would be globally rare. I think, and that's UK. So America, like 3.84, yeah, probably like 4.2 mil. So I think anybody who's got a house priced around there, it's like you can go anywhere in the world, you know, and most people would not be even close to that. Or if you bought a house for that price anywhere in the world, even LA, New York, you're still getting an amazing home. So I think that's when it becomes globally rare. And then generational is like those Danbilzerian houses that you see that are like fifty, sixty million. I think that you know, that's just off the chain with the with the helicopter pad on top. You're not gonna find that, you know. So that gives you an idea of kind of the rarity scale. And like I said, it humbles you, it makes you realise where you're at, what level you should be at, what's the next step or and I think it's good to like you look at your body, you think, yeah, I'm in good shape, I look fantastic. You go on Instagram, you see someone else, and if you're the type of person to get depressed, don't do this. But for me, it motivates me. So I see somebody like a Sam Asghari and I think, I'm nowhere near that. Like, I need to up my game. Like, I might be at a seven, which would be like a regional rarity. But it's like, I need to go up now to national rarity. You know, I need to go up to the next level. I need to get up to that national Sam Asghari level. If he's not, I guess he's global. because He's making a massive career out of it. But I think on a national scale, you could get to that level. So I want to go up to that next stage. You know, and then you see your wealth like you might earn my ex mentor was earning like thirty thousand per month or just shy of thirty thousand per month residual it's crazy money and um you know I think he thought he was doing very well and he was doing very well you know like i said it's crazy money right and this was u k so this is like for forty or like thirty eight thousand u s but you think if when he was earning that money, like if he had known what the next level was and like exposed himself to that and realized that there was so much more to do, he might have worked harder, but you got quite lazy. And a lot of people do that. You know, maybe just that was it for him. That's where he wanted to go. So it's fair enough, right? Nobody can judge anybody else's opinions. Um, he's such a smart guy, too. So, you know, probably knew what he was doing. But you get people that get to a certain level and they think they've made it. So like a doctor earning eight to 10,000 per month and they're like, yeah, I'm I'm Mr. Big Dog. Like I'm the big wig in my area. But what they don't realize is they're only regionally rare. You know, there's so many people on a national scale that make them look poor and then people on a global scale that make them look poor and then generational people that make them look like they're homeless. And I just think you get to whatever limit you want to get to but just know what's above you, what's below you, where you are, you know, and humble yourself and... You're never as high as you think you are. That's what I think is important to to notice, and it goes with with your body, with your assets, with your money, with your su- level of success, with your talents. You know your skill level. You know you think you're really, really fast, and then you run against somebody like Usain Bolt. Turns out, you know you've never ran a day in your life. You're actually really slow. And I think those humbling moments are so important, just, especially with women as well. You know, so many guys think they're with a ten, and it, it, to another guy, she's a four, she's a five, she's a six. You know, some of these top, top level guys, these outlier males that might be worth a hundred million. It's you know, something like Dan Bilzerian, you know, he'd, he'd probably look at somebody like the average girlfriend that most guys would think is a 10 and probably think she was a six, you know, he wouldn't even spend his time on her. And you know, that's, I'm not saying, Oh, that's great. You know, to be you know, quite arrogant or whatever, but I'm just saying, be aware know that these things are around, like travel the world a bit, become cultured, you know, expose yourself to a multitude of different things, like find people who are at a top level, ask them the right questions, et cetera. I, I just think it's so important to do. And that's the rarity scale guys. I hope you enjoyed the new um, intro video with the gorilla. I might make that guy a little mascot, give him a name. If you've got a name for him, leave it in the comments. Um, I don't know if I'll go down that route, but it's pretty cool. I think we can do a lot with it, especially with I think we can do a fitness brand off the back of that mascot, that gorilla. I think that would be pretty cool. Um, the shirts are coming soon. They're going to be with me in three or four days. I'll be able to try them on, send them out to influencers, and you know, I'll send you guys a few for free. We'll do um, a few competitions, especially for the loyal fans that have been with us since day one, and uh, we'll see where we go from there. Thank you, guys.